Alrighty, to everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. We're here recording episode number 117, which is our final episode of uh, of this fantasy season. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with how the podcast, how we've run it in the past, we, we always take an, a little short break uh, following the Super Bowl. Uh, we do our last little episode, and then we take about, give or take about uh, a month break before leading up to the uh, free agent frenzy. Uh, just to kind of you know restart the restart the batteries, charge up, and enjoy some time with our families and whatnot. So it's the last episode for a little bit, but we'll get into that uh, towards the end. What you can expect from the podcast moving forward into the off season. So we'll uh, we'll say hello to the fellas here one last time for for this fantasy season, and then we'll uh, we'll get into the uh, the fun stuff. So uh, we'll start things off here with uh, with Zach. Zach. Um, Long, long night Sunday, especially for you. I had to drive drive home back to Saskatoon after, but uh, short week here. And we got a nice little break coming up here for us teachers. So I'm sure we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, you bet. It uh, wasn't a bad drive, though. The highways were nice and open. Uh, weather was great. So no complaints there. Maybe one of the, the clearest nights of uh, I've seen in a while. I could see every star for what uh what seemed like for forever um so yeah it was actually an enjoyable drive home now armand uh i'm all like i said same thing to you i've got basketballs winding up for you here and then you got to enjoy some family time but uh what's been uh, what's been keeping you busy here or what's like, any big plans coming up here i guess on the break oh we uh our boy is turning into a child man he's getting out of the terrible twos he's turning three years old on uh the first few days of the break here. So we're celebrating his birthday on Saturday and uh, it's pretty exciting. It's, it's wild. Like adulthood at its finest. I'm excited that he's pooping on the potty. Like it just, <laughs> but I'm proud to report. I think we're at a, a week now. of No workplace incidents. <laughs> That's what we'll call them. The other, yeah. the other day I helped Armin. We were going to uh, going to pick up a, a new table for him and help him help him move that. And we're on the way home. We get a phone call from the truck, and it's his boy on the on speakerphone. Dad, I pooped on the potty. <laughs> Screaming <laughs> on the phone, and then he was asking who's in the car, and he had to tell everybody else who was in the car. Jordan, I pooped on the potty. Oh, oh, it was a, it was a good laugh. He was pretty excited, and then was obviously really pumped that he got his chocolate treat after for for doing yeah. for doing the business. Well, now he's gone long enough. We bribed him if he pooped on the potty ten times, he'd get a poop party. So oh, I can only imagine what would be at a poop party. I can only imagine. Yeah, we kind of got to let his birthday come first, and then we'll do the poop party after <laughs> during the break or something. But. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> Um, we'll get into the episode here. Uh, we're going to do the Super Bowl recap and everything. We'll do, we'll do that a little bit later, but we'll start things off with the uh, 22 fresh quick question of the week. Uh, so this episode is dropping on Valentine's day. So we'll might as well make a little Valentine's day special question. So with that in mind, like a Valentine sweetheart, who are you pretty fond of for the next fantasy season? And, uh, I'm gonna start this one with Zach, because when I put this question out there, took the time and I was like, I'm going to think on this, like who's actually somebody I'm pretty excited for. And I was like, Oh, Hey, this would be a pretty good answer to this question. Well, shocker going to the docket. And to my surprise, Zach's already got it written in there. So might as might as well get Zach uh, go first here. Well, that's flattering of you to say, 
Um, must have had the Super Bowl. Must have had Usher on the brain because I went with the Atlanta skill players: uh, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Bijan Robinson. Uh, this is for for two factors. Uh, reason number one: uh, their coach is no longer there. Uh, he somehow got himself a OC job in Pittsburgh. Um, I I really think him his offensive system his philosophy um was holding these uh these high draft picks these these big talents back uh and then the other reason uh the falcons uh clean sweep of the coaching staff uh brought in raheem no uh not raheem mostert um geez uh anyways the uh the coach there the head coach uh has a offensive background was in uh, L.A. with McVeigh and their O.C. Zach Robinson, uh, former quarterback, and he's from the McVeigh coaching tree. So um, I think they're bringing a potentially a similar offense with them to Atlanta, and we have seen what the McVeigh offense can do at its peak. Do I expect it to be a peak right away? Definitely not, not until they get themselves a quarterback, but it is something that I think we will see um, the the return on the investment, the return on the expectations that we had for all three of those players when they were drafted. Yeah, that's, and I think it's it's hard to say, like, obviously we're speculating we're like 200 days away from fantasy season, but like, I mean, that's, that's a set of players that I'm going to be watching very closely with what happens in the market and like the, the draft capital, because like there could be some screaming values to be had there in Atlanta, especially with the new system and whatnot. Like even if their ADP is similar to what it was this year, or even just slightly down, like it's, there's going to be a, some really good value. So that's, that's one I'm very, very excited for. Uh, Armand, what are I just read here? Oh, selfish Armand, selfish, but, uh, <laughs> I, I would be too, I suppose, if uh, if that's who you had. But who who are you fond of here for the next season, Armin? Well, first off, I want to say, dear God, I hope Zach is right, that those Atlanta <laughs> guys have a good season. I have Pitts and then, like, London and Robinson. You want to see those guys do well. Like, such talent there. Um, my flex, though, that I'm doing here is I'm pretty fond of my 101 that I have in Dynasty. Don't know what I'm going to do with it um there's rumors that i'm trying to sell it that's not 100 percent true but like just putting them i'll listen the to offers what? universe just speaking yeah. into universe see what happens <laughs> yeah but i'll listen to offers for it you know like could be pretty valuable from uh what i heard there's a decent draft class coming through here and then uh as far as players go to actually give you some names um i'm excited for Pittman who quietly had a really solid year this year with um, not the greatest uh, QB situation. And hopefully Richardson comes back and him and Richardson showed some promise in the first few games. So I'm excited as to what that might look like um, in a full season with Richardson um, coming back and, and making that offense more dynamic. And then the other one is, is Nico Collins. Like he's attached to the rookie of the year, CJ Stroud. And he was him and Tank Dell 
where one A, one B, um, all season long until Dell went down, but for Shroud. So um he's a big body receiver. Um seems to be um sure-handed and and catching those uh those contested catches as well and getting open otherwise. So um I'm excited to to see Nico Collins continue that breakout performance from last year. And um you might be buying a little a little high, but maybe it's uh you're buying before it completely goes uh nuclear. Mine is a bit of a homer pick, I'll say, and one that uh Armin probably not gonna like. Maybe he will like, I don't know, because uh it seems to be hot and cold where Armin feels about this player. But uh one of them I put I put him on St. Brown just because um like I'm really hoping this next year I'll be drafting in the back end of the first. Um just I, I was looking at a lot of the early mock drafts. And so many of them have him as a late first, early second. And he finished as the wide receiver three this year. So if I could start my team off with a, you know, a quality running back late round, like, a, you know, Jonathan Taylor back in first, or, uh, you know, there's some some other names, uh, Brees Hall maybe, and a Monra St. Brown to start your drafts. That's a, that's a nice little start I'm looking at. So um, a high high quality player. Uh, PPR machine and obviously that there's I'm pretty excited about that obviously he's a Lions fan he's going to get a nice big contract this offseason too and he'll be financially committed to, to the team for for a long time so I guess I got him for uh, various amounts of reasons and then I also put down uh, Kirk Cousins just not only because I think he's <laughs> going to be a screaming value in in fantasy drafts next year like a, a nearly undrafted type player coming off an injury but wherever he goes he's going to create value for the offense if he sticks around in minnesota that just means really good things for jordan addison justin jefferson and company if he goes somewhere else like atlanta like we just talked about with zach like that's just going to create positivity for those offensive weapons that have been just this thriving or just not thriving but sorry like we're we're are starving for a quality quarterback and say what you want about Kirk cousins and his prime time curse but that guy produces fantasy points and and he's a quality quality quarterback that you can pick up and like people forget before he tore his before he tore his Achilles he was having an incredible fantasy season this year and last year he was a screaming value uh in fantasy drafts so that's just a guy that I feel like he could almost be a free square in your fantasy drafts and and you could pair up a nice little uh a little stack of some sort like if you you know if you like I said if Atlanta would be a good situation you could you could easily end up with a Drake London Kirk Cousins stack and and that could be a lot of fun this fantasy season so that's a that's another name I'll be paying some close attention to um throughout the obviously fantasy or throughout the uh, free agency period I'll, I'll address this Jordan I'll say I have grown to enjoy Kirk Cousins and appreciate him um since I set, watched quarterback, seen the <laughs> work he puts say. in. Yeah. <laughs> but then like, just like watching the Vikings this season, seeing after he went down, like how bad the offense was without him running it. Like he's um, he's very good. Yeah. Like he's a super smart quarterback. He, he knows the plays. He knows the offense. He knows how to read the defense. He's just not super athletic. He's not flashy. No, he's not and, elite either. Like, yeah, and he's not. Yeah, he's not elite. He doesn't have that extra set of skills, that extra gear. Yeah. That that like Mahomes or uh, Allen or um, Lamar, or, you know, like Lamar. Those, yeah, like those guys have. He's um, he's but, very good, but he's just not like 
Like he would, I would consider him a top ten quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I but would. He's not, he's not top five, and he'll never be top five. Yeah, and like, if he was on San Fran, if he was the quarterback for San Fran, would they have won the Super Bowl? Do you think? Well, talk. Does that help them not miss PATs? Does that help them not fumble on open <laughs> drives? Does that help them not go empty set on third and three when you've ran the ball nine times? I don't know. I'll, I'll, save my, so, like, I'll save my comments for the next portion here. There's those things, but then there's a few throws that Brock, Brock pretty missed. And like, yeah. he Cousins is accurate. Yeah, very much so. Um, we'll get into a couple of things here. We'll get into the recap of the Super Bowl, but a few things I want to hammer out first. So big thank you to everybody that contributed to the various the various facets of our charity event. No, not only the actual Super Bowl watch party itself, which we'll get into a sec, but the bracket challenge, the prop bets, the super squares, like there are so many different things that people could get involved with. And, and this was the best year we've had for, for charity um, between everything, all things considered, we, we don't have a, a finalized dollar amount yet. Cause we have some loose ends to take care of as well as some outside agencies that are possibly, you know, they've reached out and there's, possible donations that are still coming from people and, and whatnot. So we're, we're not quite shutting the door yet on our final dollar amount, but as it stands right now, we, we, uh, we'd be very close, if not already surpass our double or double our, uh, our goal. So we'll be very excited to announce what that final dollar amount is sometime here in the, in the off season. But um, it, it was, it's been a raging success. We, in the bracket challenge, we had lots of participants. Um, Matt, Matt Roberts got first place with 10 points. Darcy Bear second with nine. And then uh, Tisha Carey, my mom, got uh, third. Uh, they both had nine points, but uh, Darcy won the tiebreaker. Our prospects were awesome. Andrew Abs won uh, with 22 correct answers. Graydon Saunders got second with 20. And Calvin Schneider third with 20. Uh, I got fourth place. I was very, very disappointed because I thought I was going to sneak that one in late. But San Francisco blew that one for me, so... For, for whatever it's worth there but uh awesome awesome group there super squares this one was kind of funny uh so mike sisons got first quarter which was awesome and then jordan hereniak won the second quarter and then he won the third quarter and he was getting yipped on facebook by by some of our buddies it was pretty funny because he only bought one square for five dollars and people were like all over him and yipping him and chirping him for like okay hey, don't be cheap like you can buy more than one square that one square won back-to-back quarters which is one in 10,000 odds of that happening. It, there's a hundred squares on the board and he bought one of them and it hit twice. Like it's absolutely unbelievable that happened, but congratulations to him for winning the second and third quarter. And our final score winner was Brady Weilman too. So a uh, big, big fan of the pod listens every single week. So uh, super happy that uh, he was able to win. He also does the super squares uh, for himself and then he donates the money to charity as well too. So we've been doing that for a couple of years. So, a guy that's you know put in the work as well for for charity events as well. It's nice to be able to you know have a have a winner like him. So uh, that's our three big events, and then obviously the charity event too. Like recapping, we haven't recapped the game yet. We'll do that shortly following here. But like the food was phenomenal, funky fresh. Um, Armin, what did you what what food did you get? I got uh, the nachos, the loaded tater tots, and pecan or. Uh, Tarts. Yeah, Again. Zach, what'd you get? Uh, same as Armin there. We had some nachos and the uh, the potatoes. I got the tacos. 
tacos were phenomenal and they were massive man like each taco looked like a burger that's how big they were like the, <laughs> the food was phenomenal it was steady and uh, i'm really hoping that that's what's going to happen next year when we do this again because it was super easy score to the back you order they brought it right out the food was fresh the food was delicious and it was just like a well-oiled machine so big shout out to funky fresh uh the food was fantastic uh big shout out to rock trout events for for hosting once again uh, that venue is awesome and every single year we do this we somehow get another projector screen up somewhere and, and we tweak it and and even this year like some people were like hey like is there less people here than we've had in the past and i was like actually this this is the most we've had it's just the way because we were able to move the screens around we were able to put more tables and space them out a little bit more so it didn't feel as like crowded but but it, it was awesome so big shout out to them um to the prizes and everybody who was able to donate the prizes we had a total of 19 raffle prizes uh donated from companies like bolt supply house here in prince albert fresh air experience in prince albert nicole polition put together a care package uh the persephone theater uh bungie wapiti valley ski hill uh the car family the carrier family the schellenberg family the strong family uh adrian lashes uh party light sorcerer sports here in prince albert 22 fresh and phantom light vodka and uh if for some reason i, I missed anything here I, I missed anybody else that was uh, making donations too like it it was a huge success the the raffle tables were full there's lots of people purchasing tickets and, and it was a huge contribution to uh, to our overall uh success but at, at the end of the day like the turnout was was phenomenal we had we were, we were trying to figure it out exactly and it seemed to be about 60 65 consistently like some people came for the first half and the left and some people showed up at, at halftime and stuck till the end. So like, I don't know what the total number of attendees would have been, but the, the, like there was a great group. There's a group right down the middle. They are RSVP at a table of 12 and they were having a great time cheering there. A lot of them were, were Swifties and were, uh, <laughs> were, were our recent KC fans, but regardless, uh, they, they got to leave as, as champions and, uh, and Super Bowl. Super Bowl winners, I suppose. So, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, something I, I did a little speech at the end and said, you know, this is one of my one of my fa new favorite traditions that every single year is just show up to Rock Trout. We try and raise as much money for charity as possible. Have great food. Watch, uh, watch, watch a good football game and, you know, rinse and repeat every single year. So uh, I'm just I'm just happy to be part of that. I'm happy for the turnout. And and uh, it's been it's been it's been a lot of fun. So let's um. I guess we can talk about the event and we can talk about the football game, but like the first half, what a snoozer. <laughs> what an absolute yeah. snoozer of a first half. And then uh, the second half obviously picked up a little bit and then the overtime and it, and it got exciting there. But uh, what, what would be one of your major takeaways from the game there, Zach, if you, if you had to say, you know, like something that stood out for you in that one. Ooh, uh, I think, and I don't know interested to hear what you guys say about this um as a pats fam uh, i think there's a lot of times where the pats wouldn't necessarily outsmart teams teams would just kind of like implode uh playing against the pats and it seemed that's kind of what happened with the niners against the chiefs um i thought uh there's lots of opportunities for cmc to get uh maybe a little bit more run uh, get Ayuk more involved in the offense, and uh, you know, for whatever reason, they they seem to shy away from those two players. Uh, granted, uh, yeah, 
can't really diagnose the defense uh, live on TV. I'm not a very good color commentator kind of guy, so uh, it could have been could have been that, but seemed like they were really uh, missing some of their their big pieces there uh, with San Fran. I'm I'm glad you said that because that that was what my major takeaway was going to be. Like I I firmly believe, and like Mahomes, the stat line was good. I just don't think I just don't think KC was good. Like I, I truly believe that San Francisco lost that game. Casey did not win it. San Francisco lost that game. Like you can't the the, the PAT that is not so unfortunate. Like you the, the game was over. Um you opening drive, you're marching the field, opening drive turnover. That sucks. Like you are marching the field, you go a chance to possibly win the game. You run the ball nine times in a row, and CMC is like averaging five to six yards a crack. It's third and three from the whatever was it the twelve maybe or the twenty. I'm trying to remember the yardage, and you go empty set. Like you don't even disguise like the possibility that CMC can run the ball. Then you run him in like a fake jet sweep, and then you leave a guy completely unblocked, and that's that's that play over. Like. The whole time I was like, you got to run CMC on a counter here. Hit that hit that A-gap hard counter to the B. You're, you might score. And then they go empty set. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is such a mistake. Oh, my God. And then, well, yeah, we know how it happened. But I, I'm, I'm glad you said that, Zach, because that's that was kind of my takeaway from the game too. But, Armin, I'm curious if they, if you have anything that you uh, – that you uh, any takeaways from, from the game from your perspective. You, you know, kind of similar – but then when the moment needed it, when it came down to crunch time, you did see Mahomes on the legs. It was take the legs. it over. Yeah. Which is like that's his yeah. MO. When you need him, yeah. you need him and he and he finds those yards with his legs. Yeah. And that that's kind of what happened. Is like, yeah, KC didn't have a great game, but then San Fran just let them stay in there. And Mahomes, when you need him the most, pulled through and did what he needs to do. And, like, even that last touchdown pass, you see how composed he is on that throw. Like, he rolls out, he's running, and then he, like, gets his hips, like, nice and square and just delivers that dart. He was wide open, too. Two years in a row they won on that play, the corn dog play. Yeah. They just one against Philly. So fluid and, like, everything, just, like, no panic by him at all. And, like, San Fran kind of went into a soft defense in the past game, and you can't do that against Mahomes. Yeah. All right. How about the fact that they're trying to say we didn't know the rules for the new overtime? Like, <laughs> how, do, how do you not know the new rules? Like, that's that is unbelievable. But that's once again, it buys into the fact that like, San Francisco lost that game. They just yeah. gave it away. They gave it away. Well, like, even if the players don't, like, the coaches got to know and they got to have some sort of game plan. And that seemed like a, like, you, you talk to anybody and it's like immediately like you take the ball second we were talking about it at our table like me and me and jb were like so what do you do and i'm like man, i don't know maybe put the pressure on maybe you want the ball and he's like man like for sure you take it second because then you get an, an extra down every single time you know what you need to get and you still yeah. have a chance of winning like that's a good point and like we're nobody sitting at a, at a super bowl party and like with nothing <laughs> on the line we're talking how does casey not have a uh, whatever it is what it is yeah um Matchup, Zach, good pivot. KC, we all matched up eight and five, eight and five, eight and five. <laughs> DFS wrap up. Zach's the winner, six. Me and Armin tied at three. So I don't know if that means we have to split the punishment or 
or whatever it is, but uh, that was heartbreak. Yeah, I, I should have <laughs> submitted that DFS lineup like you told me there, uh, Armin. My my lineup was yeah. pretty good. That old would, uh, Craig well, Jennings. How many points did you end up with? Hundred and seven, I think, or hundred and nine. Man, oh, you would have won my, the the nine dollar entry with the million dollar to first or whatever that I entered. The the highest score was one ten. Oh, and I would have won some pretty good money. So that makes me yeah. Sure. Like I won, I won positive money on mine, and I had what ninety seven points or something like that. I have a hundred and something. I can't. I have to. I have to go back and look. There's a hundred and something. Yeah, you would have won some good money actually. Yeah, well, that's. Super disappointing. <laughs> super, super disappointing. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, we, me and, me and my buddy Robbie, big fan of the show, we put together a 17 leg parlay for fun for 10 bucks. And all we needed of the 17 leg, we had 16 for 17. We, uh, we needed a Justin Watson touchdown. That's all we needed. And he was wide open there with what, seven minutes left in the fourth. Yeah, you would have hit that ten dollars turned into six point seven thousand. So we were like pretty bummed out when old Watson didn't get a touchdown. But sixteen for seventeen is still pretty respectful. Like it was a use check. It was like Jennings. It was MVS. Like it was all like the most like random things possible, and they all hit. So, anyways, um, so we'll wrap up here. What to expect from the pod moving forward here? So I mentioned before. We've taken a break. We'll take a break. We'll let you know on the social when we're back. It's usually about four weeks, and then we get back for the free agent frenzy. Off-season, how does it work? Every two weeks, so we go down from one week to every two weeks uh, instead of the weekly episodes. Uh, for those of you who haven't been with us before, it's like very much like a game show type episode where we have fun. We talk about some stats. We do some hot takes. We do uh, some games. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we got our big donation coming up here. Like I said, that'll come in the, in the coming weeks here once we've wrapped everything up. We also have a, have a huge uh, new order. We've got the new logo out. People are pretty excited about that with the hoodies and T-shirts. We're also going to be doing some new hats too. So check the socials. You'll be seeing those on social media. I'll be putting out a link if you want to order uh, the colors, the sizes, etc. And then we'll have a close date for that. We'll set the big order out and then let you know when everything comes in. So So stay tuned for that as well too. But... We'll, uh, we'll give everybody, I guess, one chance here if there's anything you want to mention before we wrap up here uh, on the season. And then I guess we'll be regrouping in four weeks. So, Zach, you got any closing comments before we shut her down? You know what? For me, this is the most, uh, the beginning of the the most exciting time. For me, I love the, the offseason. Uh, free agency always uh, has a few fun moves that impact the NFL and uh, impact free agency or impact fantasy. Pardon me. And uh, this draft is looking like it's going to be a uh, a fantasy draft. Lots of uh, quarterbacks, lots of wide receivers. So should be a fun, fun offseason for us. Yeah, the I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy the NFL draft. That's one of my, one of my favorite things. We we got together a couple times, Armin and I, and one year during COVID, we had to watch outside with being spaced out. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But closing comment, Armin, you got anything before we shut her down? Yeah, you know what, Zach is, is right there. Like, it's full of optimism for every team here at this point in the season now. We're looking forward to next year, seeing the moves our team makes, the drafts. We're hyping ourselves up for, for everything, and it's exciting. Um, but uh, got to reflect a bit on this this past season. It was a fun fantasy season and a fun time on the pod this year. I think 
Um, we are getting a little bit more in tune with, uh, with the recordings and relax a little bit more. And we're, we're having a little bit more fun. I think I've laughed more recording the pod this year than I have in any other year. So it's been good. I've been really enjoying it. And I look forward to doing this another year with you guys. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm ready for some spicy hot takes, Armin. Like that's one of my favorite parts of the year is seeing what Armin cooks up in the old kitchen there for the, for the hot takes. But uh, I, I love the off season, the, the game shows we do, like those are my favorite. And I think a lot of people at home really enjoy that too. Cause it's, you know, there's a lot of games, a lot of fun, a lot of banter back and forth and less on the analysis and more on the fun. So I'm pretty excited about that. And, and, uh, and I'm going to end the podcast uh, with this Detroit Lions, Cincinnati Bengals, Super Bowl next year. Book it. You heard it here first. So we'll, we'll end it on that one. Uh, Ooh, you said, and that's spicy. Yeah, you said it was a good year, Armin. It was a good year to be a Lions fan, too. So got to get some Lions talk on every episode. So anyways, we'll end on that one. Thanks to everybody that's been, uh, you know, with us for the ride, for helping with the charity, even listen to the podcast every week. And and uh, we wouldn't be doing this without you guys. So big shout out to you at home. And thanks for everything you guys do, too. So uh, we're going to enjoy uh, a well, well-deserved well four-week break, and we'll be back with some fun action here shortly. So once again, same as always, thanks for listening, everybody. Take care, and uh, let's talk soon.